Warning, some listeners may find the following content distressing or confronting. If it brings up any issues for you, help is available. You can call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Got a secret, can you keep it? Pete and Kimber present Mix 94.5's Secret Lives of Birth. Untold secrets, unbelievably true. Hello, Anonymous. Hello, how are you going? We're good, Anonymous. Uh, thanks so much for your uh, secret that you sent in for Secret Lives of Perth. We're going to be up right. front and honest and say, as soon as we read it, we were shocked. <laughs> it's um, yeah, one of those stories that you would never think of. No, I mean, certainly not in downtown Perth either. Like, we absolutely, <laughs> this is almost um, Jerry Springer-esque. It is definitely, and you know, one of the best things that I love about this segment you guys are doing is that so many people have so many different secrets, and you're just like, how is that possible? Like, you don't know what their lives are like until you actually hear it. Mm. And I think, I mean, this is the world, right? The the world is full of stuff like this that actually happens because we we do get a, a bit from people going, oh, they're fake. They're not, you know, no. surely. And we're like, hand over our heart. Um, they're not fake. They're real people who have who we're very fortunate that they choose to trust us with these heavy secrets. And Anonymous, I, like, I, we'll, we'll get started. Um, and as Kimber said, and I echo this, um, it was a little bit further into the story when I heard, you know, parts of your story that I, I started to actually feel quite sick um, and a bit sad. So um, let's start with the headline, um, shall we? Over to you. Start telling yes. us your secret. So it would have happened about seven and a half years ago. Um, my stepfather and I, we, you know, we're extremely close and, and all that kind of stuff. And one night, um, you know, it's just him and I in the house and, you know, we're having a good time. We're just talking and we decided to have a drink. And I rarely drink at the time. I, I mean, I don't anymore either. And we, I don't know how it happened, but we started on the subject of, um, Physical, physical attraction and it turned into something I never thought I would actually hear him say um, you know he said to me once that you know he looks at my siblings and you know sometimes he fantasizes about you know going that extra mile with them and being the youngest of my family I just I was shocked to believe that and um it got a bit further into it and as we got drank more it all started to come out like he really showed his true colors and all that kind of stuff it eventually turned into what well, we started talking about sexual intercourse and and all that kind of stuff and it kind of blindsided me to be honest with you um it was just one of those things that I never thought would actually happen to someone, whether they're your full-blood child or not. And it got to, it, I was just, yeah, it just happened. Um, he ended up touching my leg and it kind of spiralled out of control. When you say it spiralled out of control, we're to assume that you ended up having sex with your stepdad? Yes. Yes, um, so he, I 
don't really remember how it became like that. I remember bits and pieces. Um, like I, I remember majority of it happening, and I pretended that it didn't. So basically, um, we ended up having sexual intercourse, and um, like I felt shame. I felt disgusted. I absolutely felt horrified at the fact that that just happened. And about maybe half an hour about, uh, later on, he came into my room and he sat on, on my bed and he started talking to me. And it happened again twice in one night. Wow. Anonymous, I'm, I'm just going to say from the outset right now, this was not your fault. And what happened is really not okay. No. <laughs> it's not okay and it's not your fault and you were completely taken advantage of, not only in a position of trust from someone that you love and someone who you saw as a parental figure and had authority and power over you, but also from the perspective of the fact that you had been drinking. And so, firstly, it's not your fault. Secondly, are you okay? Have you spoken to somebody about this? Because what he has done is completely unacceptable. Mm. No. Um, so I haven't told anybody. No one in my family knows. Um, none of my ex-partners know. I kept this all to myself. I like, went to a psychologist a couple of years ago and I didn't even tell them because I was so ashamed of what had happened, knowing the fact that this man had raised me since I was a very young age. So you know, I, up, I was four when um, wow. he raised me since I was four years old. Yeah. So he's a proper father figure. How, yeah. how old were you when this took place? I was 21 wow. at the time. Yeah. Is your mum still married to him? They're not officially married, um, but they have been together over 17 years. So they're still together? Yeah. How have you navigated that relationship with him moving forward? Has he ever mentioned it again? No. Um, I think some part of him probably feels a bit um, disgusted with himself. Um, not that he's ever actually told me. Um, we never brought it up since. I think it was the fact that knowing that he's realised that what he's done is not um, conventional, not only and is it not conventional, anonymous. I'm I'm borderline saying it's not legal. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's no blood relation, um, and I'm not saying it's you know it's good that way or good the other way. But you know, the fact that he has raised me since I was four years old, he's the only father I've ever known. Yeah, and knowing the fact that he's told the incompetence on how he sees me and my other siblings. It's, yeah, it's put a, um, a, a disclaimer on me. Like, I mm. don't want to remember it. Like, there's been times where I've remembered it and I feel absolutely disgust. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things I wish never happened. Um, I think Anonymous, too. Like, it, I, I just, I can hear it in your, in your voice. This must be so hard for you to process. I'd also be worried, like, how do we know that this hasn't also happened with your siblings and That's you're it. all keeping it secret. Like, I, um, I mean, it's not, it's the first time it's progressed this far. Um, I remember when I was a lot younger, my sister had an encounter with him, nothing sexual or anything, but 
she was in the bathroom getting changed and he accident I don't know if it was an accident or if he had done it on purpose, but he walked in the bathroom on her changing and at the time I didn't believe her, I was only young and she ended up telling my mother about it and my mum didn't I don't think my mum really understood the repercussions of it, knowing that he had seen my you know, my mm-hmm. sibling naked. I mean, nothing ever happened, not to my knowledge. Um, and then, you know, what happened with me, yeah, no one knows about it. What's your relationship like with your siblings? Is this something that you feel that you could mention to them or ask them? I mean, why my, the... the... My relationship with my siblings is as normal as anybody. Um, you know, we've all had our misfortunes and, and all that kind of stuff, but it, it's more to do with the fact that I don't want them to know because I don't want them to have a bad image of him. I mean, he he's never done anything to them, to my knowledge, um, you know, and it, it's more to do with the fact that I don't think I can physically or even mentally. Like, I don't think I'm mentally prepared to tell them what had happened. What you I mean, just what you just talked about there, anonymous, is really common though, because that sort of, you know, when you're a victim of something like that, it's quite common for people to want to protect the perpetrator, especially because there's obviously an emotional connection in your family where people see him as a father figure. Your mum sees him as her partner, and you don't want to disrupt that situation. And just because he hasn't, as you say, he maybe hasn't done it to them, you don't want to affect their opinion of him. But that's what we deal with with everything in the world when someone does something bad. A lot of people yeah. will go, well, that wasn't my experience with them. And we're like, well, we know, because they do this stuff behind closed doors. That's the whole yeah. point, right? That's how they get away with it. Um, it's a lot of a burden for you to carry on your own. Do you, on a general day, like when you're spending time with your family, is it something you think of every time you see him? Or, you know, or is it just you've managed to get to a point now where you're living a life and you can spend time with him and it doesn't cross your mind? There's been times where I've spent time with my family and it has crossed my mind, but I've, I think I've buried it so far down that it doesn't resurface until after the event. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, when I'm home alone and I'm reminiscing about my past experiences that it comes up. Yeah. majority of the time I try to avoid him. Um, you know, when I go over to my mum's my house, I mostly I'm, I'm there to see her and speak to her and, you know, see how she's going. Um, so I'd probably spend like maybe five minutes in the lounge room with him and then, well, not even five minutes, probably like two minutes. Um, and then I'd go and, you know, sit in my mum's bedroom and see how her day's going and see how she's going. And then I'd pretty much leave. Like, I don't really say goodbye to him. I just say, you know, I'm off and I'll head back home. And has this like affected any other parts of your life or is it something that, as you say, you've managed to keep quite buried and... Everything else remains um, quite unaffected. You know, like work, friendships. I think it's affected more relationship-wise, knowing the fact that, you know, of what happened, it sort of put me in a place where I don't want to be physically connected to anyone because I'm so afraid that, you know, if I completely be open with them, they're going to judge and criticise and, you know, call me disgusting. <laughs> um, so that, you know, that is one of the big reasons why I haven't told anybody. But mm. the 
the biggest one would be my mum. No one, uh, you know, she doesn't know at all. Like, she has no idea. And it would absolutely destroy her. And I, I couldn't bear the thought of hurting my mum like that for someone who she's been with for almost my whole entire childhood, knowing the fact that her past marriage went up in flames and she's finally met a man that has put her first. But, you know, behind closed doors, he's had sexual intercourse with one of, one of her daughters. You're not disgusting. Yeah, nothing. The The only way that the word disgust should come up in any of this is his behaviour and the way he's handled himself. The, anything, you don't need to have any shame or disgust over what happened. This was not your fault. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, what were you hoping to get out of sharing this secret with us? Because you've mentioned you've kept this under wraps and held it to yourself for the past nine years, even though... There's been times where you've suspected that, you know, it could have happened with your sisters as well. And he mentioned things in the past about your siblings and, you know, you've you've taken steps to avoid him and so on and so forth. So here you are sharing this story with us. It's the first time you've shared it with anybody. What were you hoping to get out of this? Um, pretty much to feel like a weight has lifted off, knowing that, you know, there are people who have probably had the same experience and knowing the, knowing the fact that it's okay to share, that it, you know, if you feel comfortable sharing it with a friend or a family member or even a complete stranger, just do it. You know, don't let it consume you and have a major effect on your relationships with your friends or your family or, or anyone. Um, so sharing this, sharing my story helps me sort of, have some recovery, some closure. Yeah. I think you have been carrying a huge burden and continue to carry a huge burden for your family to protect everybody else. And it, you know, the most heartbreaking thing about all of this, and I'm very sorry that you even had to experience that and that you've had to carry it. But I, I think the most heartbreaking thing about it is that, like, the person who created this situation is just living their life as if nothing happened mm. and you're here protecting everybody that you love. Yeah. And it's just not fair and it's just not how it's supposed to be. And I understand and we don't judge you on what you do from here on out and if you take this secret to the grave, that's that's your prerogative. But it it's, it is heartbreaking that people get away with this stuff and that you are left to to have to deal with that in your own life it's it's just not fair no and um like the that's not even the scariest part of the story um so not long after it had happened you know i thought i was actually pregnant um so you know one month like one month after i hadn't gotten a period so, you know, I didn't think anything of it at the time. I thought maybe it's because I was, I was so stressed out with work and, you know, relationships and just family problems. So I didn't think a lot of it. Um, I thought, oh, yeah, it's probably just, you know, going to be late. And then the second month hit and it still hadn't come. I'm like, no, there's, there's something wrong, you know. And I started to freak out, but I didn't have the courage to go to the doctor and say, look, I might be pregnant. Um, by the third month, it still hadn't come. And I'm, I'm, here I am mm. 
kind of hold myself from going up in tears and wondering, you know, what have I done? Like, what has happened? What, what has happened? And so, secretly, I bought a pregnancy test. I waited until I was home alone to take it. It came back negative, but you know, they're never always a hundred percent. So I made a doctor appointment. I did a blood test, and then you know, the doctor said, "Okay, we'll, we'll call you when we have the results." So that whole week, you know, at work and at home, I was just a nervous wreck. I was thinking of all the different scenarios that could go wrong or how I would explain it to my family. And, um, yeah, eventually, you know, a phone call from the doctor saying, you know, we need you to come in. We have your results. We'd really like to talk to you about it. So at the time, I didn't have a license. So I was, you know, catching public transport. So it took me about maybe half an hour to an hour to get to a doctor's appointment. So that whole time I was... I was just so scared knowing the fact that if this turns out to be positive, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I, um, yeah, I get to the doctors and, you know, he sits me down and he talks to me and, and the way he was speaking to me was like, it was like, Oh, you know, Oh God, I'm, I'm pregnant. And, you know, I, he didn't have to say anything. I was, you know, already in tears. And he comes to tell me, she brings up my results on the computer and he says, I've got some good news. Um, you're not pregnant. And it was just, it was one of those moments where, you know, I was in happy tears. Um, it was just such a relief knowing that I didn't have to worry so much about having to explain to my family and friends on how I had gotten pregnant. Do you think that may have been a moment where you had such an epic feeling of relief that that might be the moment that you ultimately committed to just keeping it storm for the rest of your life? Pretty much, yeah. Anonymous, like, um, thank you for sharing your story. Mm. I hope that it has helped you to share it. And I hope that the takeaway that you get from this is that this is just, you know, it when, as we said, when it comes to feeling disgust or shame or whatever, it is him who should be carrying that burden. I hate that you've had to carry that on your own. I really do. But I'm but I'm really appreciative that you shared the story for the people who needed to hear it. Yeah. It, it feels good to be able to finally tell someone that, you know, this has happened. Oh, thank you for trusting us. Yeah, honestly, no, honestly, like, and I echo everything. Kimber's said it all. I, I've, I've got nothing else to add. I just, I'd echo everything that she said. Uh, it's, um, yeah. Thank you very much for giving us your time and for your trust. Oh, I thank you very much. You guys, you guys are the best. All right, anonymous. You take care. Take care. I Bye. will. Have a good day. You Bye. too. Bye. 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 I just feel so weird about hanging up. Mm. Oh, the poor thing. Like, just just that, you know, that, that's it. Like, we've heard that story, and oh. that's it. 